Do you love stories? I do. And the older I get, the more I appreciate and value stories. Tonight, I want to share one of my favorite stories. It's about a woman named Fanny Agnes. And Fanny Agnes had big dreams and hopes like so many of us do. She had expectations and she had plans and she had goals for her life. And well, sometimes life doesn't always turn out exactly how we thought it would be. So I hope you will enjoy the story of Fanny Agnes. Once upon a time in a wild Wyoming town, there lived a sturdy girl named Fanny Agnes. She worked from sun up to sundown on her daddy's farm, but she had her dreams. She was going to marry a prince, or at least the mayor's son. He would be tall, handsome, and have a dozen carriages. He would kiss her hand, dress her in silks and satins, and never let her do another stitch of work. If it could happen once upon a time, Fanny believed it could happen again. After all, what were fairy godmothers for? When she heard that the mayor was going to give a grand ball, Fanny was so excited, she pulled up a row of carrots and left the weeds instead. This had to be it. Fanny couldn't resist telling her girlfriends at the hat shop, I'm going to the ball and I'm going to marry a prince or someone like that. You? The girls hooted. You're not beautiful. You have nothing to wear and you're about as graceful as an elephant. But Fanny didn't mind. She knew her dreams would come true. Fanny told her brother at dinner that she was going to the ball. You, he roared with laughter. You're as big as an ox. When Fanny got to the part about the fairy godmother, her brother was rolling on the floor. I read about a girl in a book, Fanny said defensively, and I know just what to do. That night, Fanny dressed in her best calico and went out into the garden to wait for her fairy godmother. She waited for a long time. After a while, she pulled up some weeds she could see the mayor's mansion across the valley all lit up. She could almost hear the music. When it got too dark to pull weeds, she washed her hands and sat down. The moon came out big and full. Hey, Fanny, a voice called. Fanny jumped to her feet to meet her fairy godmother. But it wasn't her fairy godmother. Only Heber Jensen. Heber was cheerful and pleasant and had always liked Fanny. But heavens, he was so short. Fanny almost started crying. What are you doing out here so late, 
Fanny, Heber asked. I'm waiting for my fairy godmother, sniffled Fanny. I wanted to go to the ball. Heber thought this over. Can you twirl and waltz and curtsy? asked Heber. No, said Fanny. Then she said, but I know how to harness a horse, plow a field, and shuck corn. Well then, Heber said, do you know how to use 20 forks and spoons, drink from a goblet, and eat snails? Fanny wrinkled her nose. No, but I can cure a ham, kill, a, kill and dress a chicken, milk 10 cows, and make bread. Well, Heber teased, can you simper, simper and flutter your fan and cinch up your waist? No, Fanny giggled, but I can spread manure. Well, Fanny, said Heber slowly, I'm not a prince and I don't live in a castle, but I have 160 acres, a little log house, and a dream of my own. I need a wife who will work by my side through thick and thin, sweat and joy, and be glad for good food and great company. Will you, Fanny? Even with all that moonlight, it took Fanny an hour to give up her dreams. She shook Heber awake. I don't do windows. Okay, said Heber. So, Fanny married Heber. She helped him plow the north field. She planted potatoes in the garden and pansies in the front. She thinned the beets, fed the chickens, threshed the beans. She held the sheep while Heber sheared them, churned butter, and slopped the pigs. In the winter, Fanny would bring the washing in, frozen stiff, and hang it in the house to thaw. In the evenings, Heber would crack nuts and tell stories while Fanny did the mending. Sometimes when she needed a good laugh, Fanny would stitch the flap shut on Heber's long johns, then wait to hear him hollering from the outhouse. As for Heber, he figured that it hadn't been easy for Fanny to give up her dreams, so he made it a point to wait on her at least once a day as if she were a princess. And every so often, he wiped the grime off the windows. The next year, the twins were born. Fanny washed diapers and hung them on the stove, washed diapers and hung them across the mantel, washed diapers and hung them from the doorknobs. Heber rocked David and Ethan. When the twins were five, Davy stuck his socks in the toaster and burned the house down. 
Fanny grabbed the new baby and the twins before the roof caved in. Heber ran from the fields to see his dream smoking. Then Fanny and Heber built the house again. One night, Fanny went out into the garden to pick a melon. The moon was full and the air was soft. Fanny sat down and looked at the stars in the night sky. Then she looked across the valley at the mayor's house, which was all lit up. She could almost hear the music. Sorry, I'm late, a voice sang out. Fanny Agnes jumped up as her fairy godmother twinkled down. You poor dear having to wait all these years, her fairy godmother gushed. But there's still time. There's a visiting colonel at the mayor's ball tonight. Just leave it to me. I'll fix everything. But Fanny hesitated. What's the matter? Her fairy godmother stamped impatiently. Do you want to go to the ball or not? Fanny looked down at her work roughened hands. She looked down at the little house was he where Heber was reading to Davy, Ethan, and Edna Fay. Not. Fanny said, and she went back into the house. Who are you talking to out there, Fan? Heber asked. My fairy godmother, Hebe. Heber laughed. Oh, sure, and I'm the Prince of Sheba. Close enough, Fanny winked. Close enough. I share this story of Fanny Agnes because, as I mentioned before, we all have dreams and we all have hopes and we all have expectations and plans and sometimes life doesn't provide those opportunities for us. Or sometimes the dream comes out wrapped a little bit different than we expected. But at the end of it all, sometimes we don't need the fairy godmother. Sometimes our happiness and the goodness is right there in front of us and it's been there the whole time. And sometimes we have to look deep. Sometimes we have to look in the details Sometimes the greatest gifts is a husband bouncing our, our baby on his knee or picking a melon out in the moonlight or sewing your husband's long johns shut. Sometimes it's telling stories by a fire. Sometimes it's in the simplicity of sitting around a table and eating a meal. Maybe those aren't the dreams and the hopes that you desired. And maybe because you're not finding those things or you feel like you've been 
left out or missed. Maybe your head is in a place of scarcity and lack. We have to be careful because scarcity and lack mindsets open up doors for our anxiety alarms to be triggered, for fears to pop in. So I encourage you and challenge you as we are in the season of Thanksgiving to be thankful for the little things that you have, for the little gifts and the little dreams that have popped up into your life that came in those unexpected wrapped packages. And as you start to find those little good gifts and discover that your happiness has been within you and is right in front of you and has been the whole time, I hope that you'll feel that you are crossing that bridge from those fear-based emotional states to the love-based ones where all the good stuff is. Now you might be saying, but Rachel, I'm in this terrible situation. I'm in these horrible circumstances. Life is horrible. There's all this, this trauma and chaos and uncertainty. And I'm going to say to you, I know. I have that too. I've definitely felt it in my life many, many times. And there's still goodness in those moments. There's still some little tiny thing, and it might be the smallest, simplest thing. But there is something. And if you're having a hard time finding it, reach out to me. Reach out to me. In the meantime, I wish all of you peace and gratitude and contentment like Fanny Agnes found in a little wood house with three babies and a husband and a melon growing out in the field. Have an anxiety-free and a gratitude-filled day.